really enjoy many of the long conversations we have with Cheryl Reeve that are kind of philosophical in nature. We're probably not going to get to those this week. There's so much news to get to, so many interesting aspects um, of the WNBA, of the Minnesota Lynx, of women's basketball, of sports world in general. And let's start here on the Cheryl Reeve Show. Katie Smith is now your associate head coach. Uh, tell me how that came about and how we should read that. Oh, yeah, I was I was super excited about that uh, opportunity uh, to to elevate Katie. Uh, clearly, when uh, Katie came from New York, uh, she came with you know great credentials and uh, her her time with us in those in those couple of years, you know, certainly put her in this position. It's a no brainer. One of the easiest things I've done <laughs> in my time here. Um, you know, Katie deserves that. And, uh, you know, I think in terms of what she what she brings to the table that is so valuable is just this um th- there's a there's a trust uh, about how she goes about her work from a staff standpoint and then there's this trust with this play with the players uh, she does a great job of picking her spots and so when you have that trust it just goes a long long way uh, in terms of empowering players and uh, it's just been a just been a, a really uh, as as we knew it would be it's just been a really um, great connection, you know, for us to, you know, forget that she played in Minnesota. That's only a small part of it. I know for her, it's been really meaningful to come back, but that's not the reason why uh, we valued Katie so much. It's for these things, and so hard earned. Uh, I know um, Planet and Rebecca and Ashley, you know, the rest of the crew, really happy for. Her. Um, and and Katie's one of those people that when these things happen, everybody's happy for. Her. Yeah, a uh, great figure in Minnesota sports and obviously an important part of your franchise. And and now you, know, you you made a point of having all women assistants. And now we are, are also seeing around the WNBA more women head coaches. I, I think that was a point of emphasis for you as well. Yeah, thrilled to see it. And it happened pretty quickly. And I'm, I'm really, really happy about that in terms of if you look at a couple of years, it was just two years ago when I said that we were in crisis mode uh, in our league. Um, and, and so very, very quickly, we've, we've been able to change that. And, and the, the, the candidacy, uh, each time there's, a, there's an opening, uh, it looks very different. The pool, um, Bill Lambeer did a great job, I think, and, and he doesn't get enough credit for this. I said this in a, in a story I did with Howard Megdahl that uh, he's always been committed. This is not new for him. This wasn't something that, you know, that he was you know, checking some sort of diversity box. It's uh, something that for him that he's valued for a while. Uh, and so he actually has, is responsible for two of the newest head coaches, uh, Vicki Johnson and Tanisha Wright. Um, I hope that we're going to be responsible for the next uh, coaches and, and, and when Katie and Planet and uh, Rebecca get their turns. Uh, and that's what I think that this is what, um, you know, I feel like our league needs. And I, I thought it was an embarrassment before that we didn't have that. Uh, the numbers that we're going to have of women coaching in the WNBA and then women of color is going to be. Uh, some of our best in many, many years, and that's the way it should be. And what do you make of the uh, the coaching openings and hires for this wave? We see Sandra Berndella go from Arizona to New York, which I thought was really interesting. Of course, we talked about Becky Hammond last week, and now, I, unless I've missed it, Arizona hasn't hired yet. I mean, uh, Phoenix hasn't hired yet, have they? Uh, Phoenix has not announced their, their head coach at this point. No, I, okay. I think they're moving through that process. Um, I, I don't have any intel there, but I think uh, – um, you know, the hire in New York is, is one that was, you know, I'm a big fan of Sandy's and, and stay connected with her. I think that was something that fell into their laps that I think kind of helped ease the pain of, of what, you know, happened there. Uh, so, yeah, it's been, 
you know, again, for Sandy, I think it's a really good fit. Um, I think the players are, are probably pretty happy to you know, get someone as established and uh, as accomplished um, as, as Sandy Brondello is. Oh, yeah. Sandy's a, a world-class coach, obviously. Do you have any insights or any thoughts on what happened with her not being in Phoenix anymore after a really good season? I don't. Um, you know, we see that, unfortunately, in sports. You know, we don't we don't have all the information, so I, I don't know. You know, it's a little bit like Flores in, in Miami, like the, the kind of sometimes head scratchers. Um, but, you know, they, they thought that was the right thing to do, and, and that's what they did. And, and uh, I know Sandy landed on her feet, so we're really happy for her. This is the Cheryl Reeve Show, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for listening to the network. We do appreciate it. We also appreciate our sponsors, Rudy Luther Toyota, Pizza Luce, Cara Quinn, My Realtor, Successful Marketing Group, and All Energy Solar. We'll tell you more about them later. A reminder, best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. You can always go to TalkNorth.com, see all of our sports shows, all of our outdoor content, some new shows. Mike Grimm from the Gopher Network has just started a podcast with us. He had Ben Johnson on as his first guest. And uh, we continue to grow, and we really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you. You can also follow us on Twitter, TalkNorthPod, see the shows as they were released, and see all the dates of our live shows as they come up. Uh, so, I knew Liz Padominic uh, a little bit, being around Lakeville, being around Lakeville basketball, and of course, uh, her time with the Gophers. I just saw something brief that she got hired by USA Basketball. Is that part of your operation, or do you have any uh, knowledge of, of that? I have no knowledge of that. Okay. Um, I, it must be some kind of a support staff thing. I'm not sure what it was, but you know, I, I know Liz from way back, and it seems like uh, a really cool th- development. Well, if, you're, if you think it's great, I do too. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> uh, and by the way, uh, speaking of uh, former uh, Lakeville stars and former uh, Gopher stars, mm-hmm. uh, this week uh, blocked and muted with Jim Suhan. My guest was Rachel Bannon. We talked about her engagement with Andre Hollins. <laughs> one of those great, you know, one of those just the coolest, you know, sweetest sports story of the year almost. Yeah. 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 Have I, you talked I to Rachel enjoyed- lately? I have, I have, yeah. Uh, Rachel's around quite a bit, so we, we get to yeah. see her in the facility, and, and yeah, we've 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 had uh, quite a few conversations. Uh, also, another interesting development: the New York Yankees uh, hiring Rachel Balkovic as their Class A tar- Tampa Tarpons manager. Uh, I I think that's fairly significant. I think baseball is a really old school network, and uh, the fact that they would, you know, it, it's overdue, but the fact that they would actually do it is at least a good sign. I think. Yeah, we're we're starting to see these you know sorts of things pop up, um, and and so, you know, these are these are steps, right? So sometimes we say this like when we make the playoffs, you say it's not the final goal, but it's a it's a necessary step to be able to get to a championship. And so I see that the the same, um, you know, it's a step, and and then let's keep an eye on. Uh, hopefully, there are more opportunities, and then obviously let's keep an eye on the progress uh, to be able to make uh, next steps and and. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talented women out there in the in the coaching ranks and the executive ranks. Uh, so I think we're, these stories are going to be they're going to become more plentiful. I have no doubt. And another one that has come up is uh, Catherine Reich from the Philadelphia Eagles is interviewing for the uh, Vikings general manager position. And she's really only been there a few years. She was a tax attorney at one point. She has a really interesting, diverse background. Uh, but once again, it's a good sign that they're interviewing her. Now, interviews can be um, they can. What's the word? They can be deceptive, I guess. You know, you can have somebody in for an interview and not have any indicate in any intention of hiring them, but at least uh, she's getting her foot in the door. Yeah, you know, you hope it's more than a check the box scenario. 
um, you know, in that, uh, you know, people look for, um, you know, to, when, when they reach a decision, they want to make sure when they're quizzed about who their pool was, that they're inclusive. Um, I do think that's important. Again, these, these are steps and Mike Tomlin's probably not a head coach without that process. Uh, and so getting an opportunity and, and, you know, whether they're serious or not, I don't know. Um, but, but there, I have no doubt uh, that she and many other women would be extremely qualified to, to general manage uh, an NFL team or NBA team or baseball team. So, uh, or hockey team, whatever the sport is. And so, um, again, these are, these are stories that, you know, we're excited that they're happening. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think when you see talent, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, what, what gender form that it comes in. Uh, if you see talent and you want to be successful, then you're open-minded to, um, you know, not cutting off, you know, a, a sector of the talent pool. And, um, you know, sometimes I think it's viewed that men have to take this sort of leap of faith, uh, that a woman could do it because it's not been done before. Um, and that rather than a leap of faith, what you want to see uh, somebody that feel that, that they're a visionary, <laughs> you know, being a visionary is much more exciting than this, this antiquated notion that there's some sort of leap of, leap of faith that needs to happen. Interesting that you brought up Mike Tomlin. I just, it's thir- early Thursday afternoon. And I just sent in a column for the Star Tribune for the Friday paper about the Mike Tomlin hiring process. To me, it was the best hiring process we've seen in the NFL in decades because, you know, they, we don't know for sure what they thought of Mike Tomlin before they interviewed him. It looked like they were about ready to promote from within. They had two strong candidates on their own staff that would have been very that would have been very popular hires, both white males with a lot of experience. And Tomlin came in fairly late in the process, and he was 34 years old, and he'd only been a coordinator for one year with a team that went six and ten and finished in the middle of the pack defensively. And he went in and he blew them away in the interview. They hired him. He's still there. He's won a Super Bowl. He's played in another Super Bowl. His record is about, uh, what is it, like 154, 85, and 2 in a league that prides itself on parity. And, you know, if if they hadn't interviewed him, they would not have had the opportunity to get blown away by him. And the other people they would have hired did not have very good uh, careers from that point on, where Tomlin is one of the great coaches in modern NFL history. So you do need to get your foot in the door as a start. Yeah, absolutely, and that you know that's to the point of you know the, the interview that you mentioned for the uh, for the Vikings that opportunity, and so hopefully she goes in there and 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 goes Mike Tom, Tomlin on them, and and then we have an incredible story. Um, and uh, but I do think you know, I, I will say this about the Vikings and the and the Wolf family: I, it really feels as if the things that they do are organic and genuine. Uh, I can't speak for other organizations, but my time here, um, I have I have been uh, impressed with the people and. Um, so I, I don't think this is a, a scenario that you know they're just doing something for the appearances of it, the optics of it. I, I do think they're probably recognizing talent, um, and it, you know if, if she interviews well and and they think that she's the one to lead, I don't think they're going to be afraid to do that. I, I agree with you. Um, I think the Wilfs have been pretty good-hearted. I think they put their money and their time where their their mouths are. I, I think they've uh, and I think they've run a pretty good. You know, I know a lot of people who work for the Vikings. I think they've run a pretty good organization. So I, I do have hopes that they, they are taking that this all seriously. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they follow through in some meaningful way, uh, whether it's now or in the near future. Hey, I want to thank our uh, sales executive Karen Cleary. Uh, thank our producer Brandon Morton and. Uh, 
thank our new producer, Brianne Burdett, who's uh, who's joined the team. Uh, we continue to grow TalkNorth.com. We have great people, and we do appreciate you listening. Right now, it's time to thank the sponsors who make it all possible. And let's start with Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. Thank you also to Pizza Luce. Uh, we do this show live on occasion at the Pizza Luce in downtown Minneapolis, right there on 4th Street, right by uh, Target Field, Target Center. It's a great location. Uh, we're we're going to hold off on live shows for a little bit until uh, the WNBA, the Lynx, and our society kind of get back to doing things in person. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you again there soon. But even when we're not there, hey, you can drop by, you can order delivery, you can get pickup, you can still get slices. Go to Pizza Luce downtown or any of the many Pizza Luce uh, locations around the Twin Cities. I also want to thank Cara Quinn, my realtor. CaraQuinnRealtor.com is her website. She also works with VibeMN.com. Vibe Realty, a beautiful little office over on Selby in a really cool section of St. Paul. Uh, Cara has helped us find land. She's helped us find a builder. She's helping us through the process. She's helping us with uh, lenders. She's helping with everything. Uh, she was recently on vacation with her family in Italy. She was still helping us during her vacation. Uh, that's the kind of service she provides. Just It's been just great to work with her, uh, and and I don't know what we do without her. So check out check her out, out all of her information at caraquinrealtor.com. Of course, you can find her anywhere you find quality realtors. Thanks to SuccessfulMarketingGroup.com. That's Lori Ramsey's operation. And also want to let you know that, hey, as Home, as a home improvement project, solar energy can start paying for itself the moment the system is powered up. You can pay back 100% of the installation costs within eight years. Plus, the system from All Energy Solar can even pay back more than 300% of its cost over its lifetime. And you can save even more if you install soon. Uh, check out, you know, check out this year's new solar incentives. Learn how you can make the switch at allenergysolar.com. So I don't want to mischaracterize this, Cheryl, but. Uh, do you and Kathy Engelbert have slightly different views on the best way to grow the WNBA? Uh, you know, actually, we don't. Um, and I, you know, I think you're referencing the New York Times article um, that, um, you know, a little bit unfortunate because I, I think, you know, as a writer that this could happen and, you know, you have you do an interview and um maybe the person that interviewed kind of comes back to you and goes, now, wait a second, that's not exactly uh, what I signed up for. And, and, um, you know, in this case, I would say uh, that's what happened um, in that uh, I share Kathy's views about our ability to grow and, the, and the, her talents for doing that. Um, and I've said that. I've said that repeatedly, that I think we're in really good hands. And um, from a business acumen standpoint, no question, um, Kathy, but I stand by uh, the ideas, uh, maybe of things that have happened in the past that have, that have stood in our way, that, that's held women's sports down. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't think that we disagree in that area, um, in terms of, uh, you know, the path forward. And, and I, I think, 
you know, from the standpoint of uh, the, the things that she's worked on this off season, you know, she's been through a hell of a lot since, uh, you know, since she signed on and, and negotiating a CBA and then, and then going into a pandemic and, you know, navigating all that's gone with that. And, and, uh, and then also, moving the league forward uh, from a financial standpoint and, and, you know, the key stakeholders and there's a lot left to do. Um, so, I, so I don't think we you know, fundamentally disagree, um, you know, and, and frankly, it's not my area of expertise on the, on the business side. Um, but I can tell you what, what uh, you know, how I feel about uh, the ways in which women's sports have been treated um, and, and us included and, and what needs to, what needs to change. So, and, and that might be a difference of opinion. Interesting. Okay, good. And yeah, I just, I'm glad you, glad you, uh, characterized it that way. You know, and honestly, I didn't read, I didn't really read much into the New York times thing. I just kind of flipped through it. I thought I'd just give you an opportunity to talk about it. Another interesting, uh, perhaps more, uh, frontal disagreement, uh, Gino Ariema <laughs> and, and Muffet McGraw, Muffet McGraw <laughs> basically said something about, Hey, you know, UConn kind of dominates ESPN. They dominate women's sports coverage, and uh, and Gino fired back. Do you have any thoughts on that exchange? Uh, I don't. They're both from Philly. Uh, this is just <laughs> you know typical Philly on Philly uh, conversation, <laughs> if you will. Uh, so, um, you know, it's kind of fun for the game in some ways, and I think yeah. they probably both know that. Um, I think they have each have a very healthy respect for one another, but they're competitors, and so. Uh, you know, if if you, you know, kind of deep dive into some of the relationships in the WNBA, you'll probably find some similar things that just haven't been public. It's just the competitive nature of doing this. You have really passionate people uh, that believe in in what what they're doing, and so I think sometimes these, these things happen. And um, you know, people people have opinions. Uh, I I certainly understand Muffet's perspective, and I also understand Gino's perspective. Uh, I don't think anybody's right or wrong. These are just opinions. Well, and I've had conversations like this about other sports and men's sports as well. And to me, the interesting philosophical uh, debate is, is a sport better served by having kind of a, a titan, you know, a figure, uh, whether it's a program or a team that everybody can kind of take their shots at, or are you better off with some, some kind of parody where, you know, everybody kind of takes turns at the top. And I always felt like covering baseball, that baseball was in its best shape when the Yankees were good enough that you could hate them. And I think that's kind of UConn. You know, you know, you want them to be relevant. Whether, whether you want them to win it all or not is a different thing. But you kind of want them to be relevant because they, they do, you know, they do attract eyeballs and, and spark conversation. I think there's nothing healthier than having a villain, um, yeah. you know, in every, whatever form that would come in. And, and without the villain, it, it, it is a little bit less interesting. So um, whether that's the, you know, the team you love to hate, whether it's the player uh, whatever, whatever it is, I, I think that's that's healthy for for any sport. So, should we talk about Diana Taurasi? <laughs> I said one that. of the Sheridan greatest villains that. in the history of our league. <laughs> She's one of the greatest villains ever. She's fantastic, absolutely. and she embraces absolutely. it. She makes it just it, fun with it. Absolutely, and it's been tremendous for the game. <laughs> uh, so, the Lynx and Wolves have hired Marque- Marquise Watts to come in, uh, kind of a player experience. Uh, uh, Overseer, uh, do you uh, were you involved with that decision? Do you have any thoughts on that decision? Uh, I was not involved in that. Um, however, you know, um, have have was briefed on on the situation and the plan and the vision. Um, and this is all. This was this is kind of uh, Mark and Alex's maybe first stamp on things, uh, and, and maybe a direction they want to bring the organizations. And I think um, 
in terms of the the vision for it and and what they think is needed here. I, I, I mean, I love I love action steps, and I think that's what this shows is that they've come in here, they've done an audit, they've vetted certain things, and they're now uh, moving in directions they think this thing needs to go. And so uh, I'm excited for Marquise. I'm excited to get him on board and get him around. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that's, it's, you know, the player experience is at the center of everything. Uh, and so I think that um, it's really wise. And, and I look forward to, you know, seeing some of the, you know, the ideas that Marquise has and his experiences, you know, coming from clutch and dealing with players uh, it'll probably be very illuminating uh, for the organization. And, and so I look forward to any, any edge that we can get. Uh, I'm all about it. So, so we're excited about it. Have you had any further conversations with Alex or, or Mark, I should say Mark or Alex, uh, just anything interesting uh, come to light of since the last time we talked about them? No, I can't think of anything. Okay. And what's on your calendar right now? What's, what's kind of, at the top of your to-do list, what's coming up for the WNBA and the links? And is there anything uh, come upcoming about, you know, concerning your USA basketball duties? Yeah, I got a couple things. Much to my son Oliver's dismay, I'm <laughs> not as available um, as he would like me to be with regard to the Summon, Summon Dragons game that he likes to play. Uh, uh, so uh, a little less time for that uh, as free agency is front and center beginning um, this Saturday the 15th the next phase of free agency. So we're in free agency from the standpoint of what I would call the administrative contractual business of qualifying offers, et cetera. That's going to move now into a negotiation phase and communicating with players, which is really exciting. So that's upon us. Uh, so that will be busy work there uh, and, and exciting work. And then uh, in just a few weeks, uh, early February, we'll be embarking on our first USA basketball experience uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, at a training camp as well as a, um, the World Cup qualifying tournament that, that we'll compete in. So uh, the next the next three, four weeks will be very, very busy. And I saw, I think I saw that you gave uh, Bridget Carlton a, uh, a qualifying offer. Am I phrasing that right? Yes. Yes, you are. So from a years of service standpoint and, you know, where she is contractually, in other words, she's not on a rookie contract, not currently under contract, uh, in order to retain the rights of a player, um, then a qualifying offer must be made. And so we want to retain Bridges rights. And, and so we extended the qualifying offer and she subsequently signed that qualifying offer. Uh, and so now she's in the category of being on what that's, what's called a training camp contract. So um, those were, again, these were the necessary steps um, that throughout the league, you know, there are players that certain years of service um, that, that only, only Minnesota, I uh, had the opportunity to um, uh, negotiate with Bridget once we once we uh, made the qualifying offer. And what did you think of her season last year? Well, just like uh, Bridget has shown us, you know, the the bubble season was a really w- a good one for her in terms of our ability to see what she was about, and um, she continued to build on that, which was uh, Bridget's extremely uh, trustworthy in terms of. Um, you know, the game of basketball and and the uh, opportunities that have presented themselves for her to play, she's made the most of. Um, and and she's a player that you just you, you think, okay, what do you need? Okay, well, Bridget could do that. Uh, you know, you need somebody to guard. You know, somebody that we're having. You know, Bridget, I remember in training camp in 2020 down in the bubble, um, she was the one that was challenging Fee the most. Uh, and so that was when our eyes got our eyes got open to some of her abilities physically that uh, you may not um, walk into a, a, a gym and, and watch 
us play and go, uh, Bridget, Bridget Carlton's a must have uh, from an eye test standpoint. Uh, but you'd be making a huge mistake because of, of uh, her value analytically, extremely efficient in the time and uh, the way she goes about her business and the toughness that she plays with. Now, those are all things that are invaluable. Um, and, and, you know, she's a young player that continues to improve whatever we give her. Uh, and we say, hey, next year, you're going to have to do this. Next year, you got to be ready for this. And she just keeps rising to the occasion. Thanks for listening to the Cheryl Reeve Show. We'll give Cheryl an opportunity to offer a final thought. If she has one, we do want to thank again Rudy Luther Toyota, Pizza Luce, uh, Cara Quinn, my realtor, Successful Marketing Group, and All Energy Solar. And again, check out uh, my Black Commuted Show with Rachel Bannum. She was a lot of fun to have on this week. Do you have a final thought for us, Cheryl? Uh, final thought would be just a shout out to the the teachers. As, as you know, I have a, <laughs> a first grader, and so um, it's, it's been a challenging time and they are, they are really, uh, getting pretty darn stretched and, and their resilience has, has been really impressive to, to witness. And so sh- shout out to the teachers that are hanging in there for us. Yeah. And my wife's a principal and, uh, half her staff is out pretty much any given day and they're scrambling for, uh, substitutes. They have people just, they're just patching it together. And, uh, yes, thank you to all the educators and what you're doing for us right now.